Tonight, Ewan McGregor's costly divorce, strange new worlds with an old format, and we remember actor Ben Cross. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 90 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm your host, Thomas Townley. Well, episode 90, 10, 10 away from the from the big 100. Um, still don't have anything really big planned for number 100. I would love, you know, to have new uh, new artwork. I would love to have new music. I've just got to, you know set my set my feet and my my mind to it to get that done before episode 100 which i believe will be in i think late october early november can't remember when i when i put down the calendar anyway um i hope i hope you've been uh, watching star trek lower decks you know i've been enjoying it immensely you know i love the references I love the, you know, the humor of it. You know, some people apparently have have issues with the humor, think it's making fun of Star Trek. No, I, it, it's more of a loving, you know, loving, poking fun. Yeah. Let's face it, Star Trek pokes fun at itself all the time. If you've, you know, you just got to look in the right places. But uh, other than that, if things are going great. I have a brand new, a battery-powered lawnmower from Works that uh, I just put together the other day and tried out. It's it's great. It's all it's it's all plastic and uses two giant Works batteries, and it's light. It's really easy to push, you know. And it's got to be much better for the environment than the old one we had, which was starting to get to the the age where it's really shaky and it puts out blue smoke and you know it's just you know time to time to put it away anyway anyway let's go on to the star wars news now uh, we start star wars news today with uh, a little rogue one news disney's rogue one prequel series has a co-star for star diego luna adira marjona has joined the Disney Plus series. Arjona is known for Netflix's Six Underground and will be in Sony's Morbius movie. Now, the series has yet to be given an actual title. I doubt it would be Rogue One, since it's supposed to take place prior to Rogue One. And Rogue One, remember, they got the name of the movie in the in the movie. So, yeah, don't know what it's going to be called. You know, I think just Andor would be, you know, a good title, but well, I know. And uh, while we're on the subject of Disney Plus, 
and their Star Wars series, according to MakingStarWars.com. Production sources familiar with the production have indicated that the filming of this Rogue One series will start next month with exterior shots filmed somewhere in Southern California. And while we're on the subject of Disney Plus Star Wars series, according to MakingStarWars.com, production sources familiar with the Obi-Wan series have indicated that production will start next month with exterior shots filmed somewhere in Southern California. Now, maybe production is being sped up because of Ewan McGregor's divorce settlement. According to various sources, the actor has agreed to split his royalties from all the movies and TV shows he made prior to May 2017 with his now ex-wife, Eve Eve Mavrakis. Nice name. He will be handling her alimony to the to the tune of $35,868 a month with uh, $14,934 a month in child support. He will also be giving her five of his cars, their LA home, and half a million dollars cash. Ooh, that's going to hurt. So, yeah, he probably wants to get back to making, making uh, money to recoup what he's uh, just now given his ex-wife. This Christmas, Disney Plus is gifting us with a new Star Wars holiday special. This time, instead of a goofy live-action one, it will be the Lego Star Wars holiday special. The 45-minute show will feature the animated Legos in the spirit of the original 1978 special. According to Exec producer Josh Rhymes, quote, We want to give a wink and a nod to the original. It's a celebration of the saga. A lot of characters will be interacting with different characters and perhaps even different versions of themselves at different ages. Now, the story will involve Rey and BB-8 heading out on the quest to to, quote, gain a deeper knowledge of the Force, but their visit to a mysterious Jedi temple sends them careening through time and space, unquote. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special will be released on November 17th, on Disney Plus. Now, the Clone Wars might be over, but there's still more to be told, in, in this time, in audiobook form. The animated cast members are providing their voices to the audiobook edition of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Stories of Light and Dark Anthology. Repre- returning to reprise the roles are Corey Burton, Nika Futterman, Matt, La- Matt Lanter, Catherine Tabor, James Arnold Taylor, and Sam Witwer. The book has 10 stories retelling episodes from Clone Wars with a new Night Sisters story. The book goes on sale on August 25th. And that brings us to Star Trek news. Now, if you're in the mood for more Picard, there are plenty of tie-ins to go go around. And, well, things to buy. First off is the Picard Season 1 soundtrack on good old-fashioned vinyl. The limited edition release is pressed on two 140-gram transparent green with splatter vinyl platters and features printed inner sleeves and a gatefold jacket. The vinyl release comes out on October 9th and can be bought for $32.98. There will also be a 2021 calendar so you can mark the time till next season. And the show is coming to Blu-ray on October 6th. In November, we get the book Star Trek, The Wisdom of Jean-Luc Picard from Simon Schuster's Adams Press, and it was edited by Chip Carter. The book has 208 pages and will be out on November 10th. 
Star Trek Strange New Worlds will be a different format than Picard and Discovery, and one that's more familiar to older Trek fans. Episodic. Alex Kurtzman, participating in the Deadline Emmy Contenders panel, updated everyone about the new series taking place on Pike's Enterprise. Quote, I think Strange New Worlds, under the guidance of Henry Myers and Akiva Goldman, it's going to be a return to the way... Uh, in a way to TOS, Star Trek the Original Series. We're going to do standalone episodes. There will be emotional serialization, there will be two-parters, there will be larger plot arcs, but it really goes, it really is back to the model of Alien of the Week, Plan of the Week, Challenge on the Ship of the Week. With these characters, pre-Kirk's Enterprise, I think what people responded so much in, in, to in all three characters is this kind of relentless optimism that they have and that they are at the young phase of their careers, unquote. Now, he also spoke about Pike keeping his optimism, despite having knowledge of his fate learned during his time on Discovery. Quote, that Pike, who has experienced this extraordinary trauma, which he is famous for, it is how he knows how he is going to die. The idea is, how does a character who knows how he is going to die live optimistically from that point on and lead a ship? It's a great question. I have never seen a show where a character knew that already you have to have an, inter an inherent optimism in your worldview in order to say, I'm going to get up every morning knowing how it is going to end for me, and still lead everyone to be the best versions of themselves, unquote. You know, I'm really looking forward to this this new series. I think this this is going to be probably, you know, my favorite Trek series. Of of course the, you know the the re, the new Trek series. Now Alex Kurtzman, in another interview with Gold Derby, noted that writing is ahead of schedule on the Trek productions at this moment. The Discovery Writers Room has already started on season four of the series, and Strange New Worlds is scheduled to begin production next year. He told them, "quote." We've been running all our writers' rooms on Zoom, and the silver lining is that we've been able to quit, get quite ahead on the scripts for upcoming seasons of Discovery and Picard and Strange New Worlds, which is going to be shooting next year, and Section 31, unquote. Now, he also talked about how the pandemic has slowed post-production on Discovery, and including having the musicians recording their instruments individually and having uh, composer Jeff Russo having to mix it all together. Season 3 of Discovery starts on October 15th. Next year, we might see Trek and a new name for CBS All Access. A new profile on Financial Times about Viacom CBS chairperson Shari Redstone reports that the media conglomerate has a short list for a new super streamer, and the lean contender name is Paramount+. Plus. The apparent motivation for rebranding CBS All Access is that management believes that the CBS name skews, well, older, and that the Paramount name might have a broader appeal. After all, they did rebrand the Spike TV channel into the Paramount Network. You know, maybe, you know, this, you know, maybe that's how they... How they uh, get the younger set. Of course, you know, putting out things the younger set wants to see, I, I think that'd probably be better. David Tennant, during a Reddit AMA, said that he would like to be a part of the Star Trek universe. 
That wouldn't be, you know, too far to go for Tennant. After all, he's been Doctor Who. He's been a part of the Marvel Universe on Jessica Jones. He's been a part of the Harry Potter Universe as well. You know, maybe they can make him a part of Discovery, Picard, Strange New Worlds. Or, you know, maybe he could be the new head of Section 31. You know, anywhere they put him, he'd probably be, be great. You know, I would love to see him just pop up. Nichelle Nichols' family has launched a GoFundMe campaign to raise money to help sue her former caretaker, who they allege financially abused her while pretending to protect her interests. All funds raised will pay for the legal fees, and it has a goal of $100,000. Now, right now, it's about 64% to its goal. For more information about it, look up the Shields Up Nichelle Nichols GoFundMe campaign, or click on the link. We'll have it in the show notes. Well, while we're on legal news, we have a final judgment in the Star Trek Discovery Tardigrade case. Now, if you'll recall in past episodes, I talked about how the Tardigrade video game uh, creator, Anas Abdin, claimed that the Tardigrade story in the first season of Star Trek Discovery was really similar to the story of his video game Tardigrades. The U.S. District Court in the Southern District of New York dismissed his claims back in September. It was appealed to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, and they have come back affirming that CBS and Netflix did not infringe on the works of Mr. Abdin. Because the works aren't similar enough and the use of tardigrades aren't enough, saying, quote, Abdin's space-traveling tardigrade is an unprotectable idea because it is a generalized expression of a scientific fact, namely the known ability of a tardigrade to survive in space. By permitting Abdin to exclusively own the idea of a space-traveling tardigrade, this court would improperly withdraw the idea from the public domain and stifle creativity naturally flowing from the scientific fact that tardigrades can survive the vacuum of space. Unquote. The court also found that the elements of the tardigrade game were uncopyrightable stock themes from sci-fi and that his human characters weren't similar enough to the Discovery ones. Now, if you'd like to read the uh, brief itself, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. The next Star Trek novel is up for pre-order. Greg Cox brings us Star Trek, A Contest of Principles. The book sees the crew of the Enterprise split between competing missions. While Captain Kirk is observing elections on a newly democratic planet, Spock is searching for Dr. McCoy after Bones is kidnapped from a nearby planet and is being forced to study a deadly sickness. Here's the blurb, quote, An epic new Star Trek saga by New York Times best-selling author Greg Cox, set during the original five-year mission. The planet Vok is holding its first free elections after years of oppressive military rule. Captain James T. Kirk and the crew of the Starship Enterprise have been dispatched by Starfleet to serve as impartial observers, but remaining neutral proves a challenge as Kirk confronts a tangled web of scandal, conspiracy, and assassination plots, with the stability of an entire sector at stake. To make matters worse, Dr. Leonard McCoy has vanished while on a mission of mercy to Brocco, a nearby planet only a system away. With Kirk unable to abandon his vital mission to Vok to hunt for his friend, it's up to First Officer Spock and Christine Chapel to lead a team in search of the missing doctor, even if it means risking whatever fate befell, befell McCoy. Unbeknown to his friends and crewmates, however, McCoy has been spared away to another world, Ozalur, where he's expected to find a cure for a mysterious ailment plaguing a member of the planet's ruling family. 
Torn between his Hippocratic oath and his desire to escape, Bokoi finds himself at the center of a deadly palace intrigues and a struggle for power that may ultimately consume all three worlds. Greg Cox is the New York Times bestselling author of numerous Star Trek novels and short stories. He has also written the official movie novelizations of War, of the War for the Planet of the Apes, Godzilla, Man of Steel, The Dark Knight Raises, Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and the first three Underworld movies, as well as books and stories based on such popular series as Alias, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, CSI, Farscape, The 4400, Leverage, The Librarians, Roswell, Terminator, Warehouse 13, Xena, Warrior Princess, and Zorro. He has received three Scribe Awards from the International Association of Media Tie-In Writers, as well as the Faust Award for Life Achievement. Unquote. Star Trek, A Contest of Principles, goes on sale on November 10th. Now let's go to the geek news. Oscar-nominated director Garth Davis will be directing the second sequel to Tron. The movie has been languishing in development hell since 2017, with Jared Leto attached to star. Mr. Leto on Instagram posted, quote, I'm struck with such gratitude for the opportunity to bring this movie to life, especially as both the original video game and the film affected me so deeply as a young child. The fact that I get to be a part of this new chapter is mind-blowing, unquote. Tron Legacy made $400 million and apparently enough interest to make a sequel. No expected release date yet. You know, aside, a, a quick aside here. Um, while I was on vacation, I, I did watch the uh, Tron Legacy, and eh, it it just didn't didn't speak to me. So, yeah, it is what it is. Netflix has bought a trilogy of Fear Street movies from Disney. The movies are based on the R.L. Stein teen horror series, and they are already completed, having been produced by Fox, and they were originally intended for release this past June, but of course were pulled due to the pandemic. The Fear Street books are based in a fictional Ohio city, with, and uh, there's no word on when those movies will be released. The Nutty Professor is getting a reboot. Yep. Yep, it's getting a reboot, folks. Project X Entertainment's James Vanderbilt, William Shurek, and Paul Neinstein have landed the rights to it, and they pre these this team previously rebooted the Scream franchise. Now, no studio is attached to it yet. So, hey, uh, there's an actual box office to report on. Yes, it's actually happened. Movie theaters are opening. However. It's kind of a weird box office, so I'll get started here. Let's start at the number nine position. Back to the Future. Yes, that Back to the Future, the original Back to the Future, came off with 140,000. Number eight is the original Jurassic Park with 180,000. Number seven is Peninsula with 210,000. Number six is Star Wars V, The Empire Strikes Back with 230,000. Number five was Cutthroat City with 240,000. Number four, The Goonies with 260,000. Who'd, who'd think that The Goonies would be number four at the box office in 2020? Go fig. Number three, Words on Bathroom Walls with 462,000. Number two is the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run 
with 550,000, and number one with a bullet is unhinged with, which comes in at, with 4,060,000. And, and, you know, I think people just, just want to get out and they want to get to theaters. Frankly, um, probably not, still not going to go to theaters yet. It's just, just not there yet. You know, call me, call me when we have something, you know, you know, a tangible way to prevent people from getting this. And I'll gladly go back to the movie theater. Anyway, well, we end tonight with some sad news. Uh, tonight, we remember actor Ben Cross, who passed away after a battle with cancer on August 18th. He will be known best for movies like 1981's Chariots of Fire, 1995's First Night, 2004's Exorcist, The Beginning, and his role as Sarek in 2009's Star Trek. Now, his television credits include the short-lived remake of Dark Shadows in 1991. You know, I like that show. It was a great show. Appearances on the 80s Twilight Zone, the Ray Bradbury Theater, Tales from the Crypt, Poltergeist the Legacy, and Twelve Monkeys. He's survived by his wife and two children from his first marriage. He was 72 years old. And that, dear friends brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to uh, share us with your friends and uh, check us out with, on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. As well at, uh, at Facebook and Instagram as well. We uh, also have a coffee or, uh, or Patreon or Glow.fm Account as well, so any of those you can contribute, you know, physical, real money to us, and uh, who knows if you do that, maybe I'll uh, send you, you know, send you something nice. You know, I one of the things I did during my time off was I filled up a bunch of boxes filled uh, filled with stuff that I've collected from well other boxes, so I got a nice random assortment of stuff to give out. And who knows, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if you give big, I'll send you one of those boxes. How about that? Now, uh, be sure to, of course, hit the support me link at the top of our, of our uh, page at multiversetonight.com and check out the affiliate marketplace links, the link to the T Public store, our show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber, be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, Please be sure to subscribe. Leave us with some feedback. Uh, let me know how we're doing. You know, I can't get better if I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You know, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Now, thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just a couple of weeks with the uh, with the new sci-fi edition and later this week with a new comic book edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions, copyright 2020. All rights reserved.